everyone, thank you for joining me. Welcome to AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast, and I'm your host, Peter A. DeLuca, AKA the Pop Culture Pope, AKA the Sketchbook King, AKA, let's tell you something real quick. I have an Indiegogo, it's a comic book. It's called Trial by Fire, and it's lit. I'm getting a ton of signups. Go there now, sign up so I can email you when it's available. And let me tell you, you don't have to be in the comic books to appreciate and to love and to see what's happening on the page because it's it's this is a love letter of imagination, creativity, and just storytelling overall. But anyway, everyone, we're on the road to three hundred. You can you you can tell because there's like car sound effects running throughout this entire intro, and we're talking about car racing movies. Le Mans. Le Mans, as they pronounce it in the movie. Steve McQueen. Now, this is a legendary movie. We're going to get into it because I saw it for the first time not too long ago. I'm talking one night ago. Let's get through that intro and let's get to episode 292 of AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let's get to it. All right, so confession, confession. Ooh, my uh, watch is going off. Confession, confession, confession. Um, I'm designing my intros <laughs> for the Road to 300 to be a little bit longer. Why am I doing that? Well, I wanted to kind of build the atmosphere, so I, I put together a couple sound files, and I you know, did, did, did some audio engineering, pat myself on the back. And I just wanted some like car racing sound intro, sound effect intros. And the previous episode, Grand Prix, uh, my intro was just too short and I, I really couldn't utilize them. I couldn't utilize them the way how I envisioned. And the cool thing is though, these movies, Grand Prix, Le Mans, I talked about this in the latest episode. These movies are brother and sister. They are intertwined in so many deep ways. And it's like you 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 see the uh, the differences already with cinematography, uh, set design. You know, just basically how you're like looking at everything on your screen, and sound design and sound engineering. And I, I don't know. I just feel like it, they go one one or one with this. And I really should <laughs> I somewhat contributor or or honor to that idea. So anyway, long intro, long intro. But yes, yeah, so. I alluded to uh, a trial by fire, pun intended. Uh, no, trial tribulation. Painful, painful attempt to watch this movie that took months. This is one of the big reasons why there's been a delay in the AK Pads Audio Audacity. Can I say that? Audio Audacity podcast. Why was there a delay? Peter, come on, pop culture pope, get with it. So, this movie was not available on Amazon Prime, um, which creates a huge problem for me. And it wasn't available on any other network. Now, you, you might just say to yourself, well, Pete, just buy the DVD. Ship it to you. So I somewhat have a like a policy. I, I don't like buying DVDs. I, don't, I, I just don't care. They're, they're out of my head. I don't even look at, like, you know, like, I kind of like some of the, the YouTubers that do the DVD tours. 
just because, or like the room tours, or they go out buying DVDs, just because it reminds me of movies. You know, like it's just like a um, it's 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 almost like a movie cliff note. So I had to do it, and we were in the middle of the pandemic, and I just said, you know, like whatever, just just do it. It's like fourteen dollars. It gets shipped. Now, it takes a few days for me to... Oh, oh I was also uh, camping. Like, I, I was I was high up in the PA mountains doing some bro stuff, some guy stuff. Not really, though. <laughs> it's just like you... That trip was like you just... You, you walk a lot, which is amazing. Uh, and you, you essentially have no electricity and no cell phone signal. And there you go. You have to live. So, oh, and alcohol. But we did get our alcohol confiscated by the uh, park uh, authority. So I come back from this trip. Lamont is waiting for me. And it takes me a couple more days after the trip to, to get to it. Crack it open. Now, my whole plan of action was to play in my Xbox One. Xbox One, I checked. I, it, I only have a few other DVDs. One is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Pumping Iron. Uh, I have two bootlegs, Fantastic Four, uh, a DC Universe bootleg of Pilots. And no, it's not just the Justice League or Wonder Woman. There's a pilot on that disc that I am just trying to find the opportunity to attack and i did miss my opportunity with one of the previous dc movies that came out and this thing's not even anymore but anyway uh and it's like i have a michael jackson video disc that my sister got for me a couple years ago for christmas long time ago for christmas i just held on to it and dianetics because you know i'm open to all ideas i have just this big dianetics dvd that i put i still put on from from time to time uh, just because I look, it's full of good self-help stuff, and uh, you yeah, know, I'm open to anyone's theory on how the brain works. So anyway, so it doesn't play. Get the replacement in. So you know, I do I do the exchange. You know, had to go back to the, to USPS, drop it off, all this stuff. Second one doesn't play. Now, it hits it, it like it, it hits the intro. You know, like the the CBS or, or ABC or, you know, I think it's CBS. Um, which stinks because I do subscribe to CBS All Access or something, you know. And it hits, but it doesn't roll in the menu. And so there's ways on through the, the Xbox and some of its options. You can kind of navigate like to a timeline or to a video. And this desk wouldn't play past the intro wouldn't even finish the intro you know like the opening logo so some more time passed uh i managed to get a dvd player for my microsoft surface that played just fine but i had to go through a night of testing uh freeware free dvd players for windows 10 because for some reason windows media you know like this similarity here doesn't read the authoring for the DVD. Found one worked. And then, yeah, my father, who uh, likes to call me every other day to check in on me, calls my whole family's just paranoid that I'm in Philadelphia. They are paranoid between the protests, the riots, um, you know, and, and the pandemic. 
they're you know they they hate it so they they're always checking in on checking in on me but and and i thank them so so my father so i just mentioned i'm like oh i'm like i'm watching le mans tonight Le, uh, sorry lama and i went through hell like tony i went because i call my parents by their first name like i'm like tony i went through like you know if, if, when you're listening to this this is all caps it's all caps but it's tony i went through hell to get this dvd to play so maybe some of that got lost on them because you know we we jump around you know we talk a lot if if you haven't guessed just from listening to me and hanging out with me for so long, <laughs> I do jump around. Uh, so, like a day later, by Amazon, a DVD player comes. My father shipped me a DVD player. It literally came in one day from Amazon, and my head exploded. Check the inputs. The boy did good. HDMI. I had it plugged in, checked in, tested within ten minutes, and then a few more days go by. <laughs> And then I finally watched it. So all of that was about two months. Um, throughout my adult life, uh, I would say, like, you know, I have gravitated away from more creative people. Uh, I think that this is one of the reasons why I'm so dedicated to collecting uh, creative action figures. And by that, I mean um, action figures of creatives. I just had the Larry Hammer one shipped to me from, from Kickstarter. That was like a three-year wait. So Larry Hammer, if you all know Larry Hammer, he is the guy that really gave us the 80s G.I. Joe. So, you know, like I'm not so much drawn to the Walt Disney types anymore. Yeah, and, and that, that's broad. Uh, I'm more drawn to like innovators of industry. I'm more drawn into uh, individual biographies. Uh, you know, I love short biographies and I love long ones. You know, hey, it's the biographies I have that are in the middle. I'm looking at you. So, you know, and, and some of the uh, the real life people that I picked up to, not, not, not to emulate, ju just to remind myself what I'm doing. A lot of it has to do with the world of fitness, but Steve McQueen is one of those guys that I gravitated towards into my adulthood. You know, like I foregoed uh, the George Lucas and I adopted Steve McQueen. I have a picture of Steve McQueen hanging up uh, with Paul Newman, uh, you know, right above my television. Two glorious black and white pictures, by the way, that I yours truly made so this movie you know believe it or not uh has been one of those sticking points with me i always wanted to see it there's a documentary about this movie there and there's a lot of material about the making of this movie we can go into this but it's kind of funny this movie the production of it reminds me very much of superman 2 uh, dual directors, one credited, one uncredited, lots of drama behind the scenes, lots of, um, you know, uh, arguments on the exact intent of the movie. And by, by that, I mean, like, what are we doing here? Now, intent's not direction. And I will, keep, I will always say this. Intent is not direction, okay? It's something different. And there's not enough discussion about intent anymore intents just lost um so what so 
uh, how, how many times am I going to say so there? We know Steve McQueen, Bullet, Sane, Pebbles, you know, like his his two biggest well-known movies. Sane, Pebbles was his one, like, Oscar run. But we mostly know Steve McQueen from Bullet. We also know Steve McQueen from Dying. Uh, yeah, we also know him from Great Escape, but he's he's like a side character in Great Escape. We also know him from dying of cancer at an early age. He, he died at 50, which is amazing. Yeah, you know, like amazingly sad. Uh, so, you know, along the way, like the car from Le Mans became legendary. Blue and orange, like beautiful looking vehicle. The legend of him racing, be, you know, uh, the idea that Steve McQueen was like, you know, they call him the king of cool. All of that stuff, okay? He, he, the more he was not with us, the law, the, the, the more this legend grew of him. And Lamont is this movie that is a definition of who he is. He, he's a racer. Now, Steve McQueen, it might have been any given Sunday, right? Steve McQueen also made a motorcycle documentary. In my magazine stand, uh, you know, rack. I have a little rack. That's what she said. Uh, I have Steve McQueen's uh, Sports Illustrated cover with him racing a motorcycle. And I love that issue for that reason. But, you know, like him and James Garner, again, brother and sister uh, regarding these two movies also was like, a similar character and and Stephen Queen's almost just like evolution of that because he his acting got him a little bit further right he got more accolades than James Garner but he was also part of a different era now they're separated by about 10 years but um I think similar to our time now 10 years is going to mean a lot 10 years is going to be a different world so We have this movie, and I'm finally able to watch it. Now, see McQueen's gear, too. His jacket in this, legendary. The golf logo. Uh, just really cool stuff. Um, I think I love the car racing stuff from, from just from the logos alone. But So I start watching this movie, and I'm just watching it. You know, like I'm just kind of... Zombified, zoning out, and I start taking some notes. So I'm just going to go through these notes because it's amazing some of the things I uh, picked up. Now we have technical things. We have all kinds of cool, different technical things with this movie. Now every car racing movie goes through the same technical uh, criteria. Great sound, great cinematography, great shots, great blocking, great design, great set design. Uh, so much of it is figured out before they shoot, and usually it pays off. Now, this even goes with our upcoming computer movies. It doesn't matter. You know, a good shot's a good shot. This movie blew me away because it's nearly a silent film. And you'll be like, Pete, what are you talking about? Okay, there's not much dialogue. There's not much talking. 
And then it's like, Pete, how'd you like this movie so much? Well, look, I always attribute uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or John Milius's Conan the Barbarian. Because that's roughly a silent movie for the first, like, 30 minutes. Now, we have, like, you got to remember, too, silent movies did have music, okay? They had music and they had sound effects playing when you were at the theater. So, silent movie doesn't always mean the movie's completely silent. Um, but, you know, I, I get that technicality. So, we're, we go about 24 minutes with no dialogue, and we establish almost like the uh, what's making the heart of this character. That's the Steve McQueen's playing. There's a race. Previous year, Steve McQueen nearly dies. There's a woman that's in the mix. Uh, he's somewhat withdrawn from this woman. And there's an upcoming race. So we get this like flashback. We get the title. And then we get this like uh, amazing uh, like fandom. Now, like again, same beginning as Days of Thunder, same beginning as Grand Prix. The march, the people are there. The people, uh, we're waking up in our cars. The audience, the spectators are lining up. They're filling the seats. The mechanics are working on the cars. The ownership is is debating, is arguing, like all of this stuff. Okay, the driver is gearing up, like this this type this march, and that's long. It's like what is what is this movie? You know, like I'm thirty plus minutes into this movie now, and I, I just watched like three things. I watched a flashback, I watched kind of like the race get started, and I watched a little like a little bit of dialogue. It's like holy crap, <laughs> this movie is taking its time. The first act, boom, out of the way. And then we go into, like, the rain. So everything's wet. These shots alone are mesmerizing. The water running through the back tires, running off the tires. Um, the cars are cutting through the rain. Uh, it just looks amazing. And there's a lot of shots like this. And you, you just sit down and you're like, how, how was this done? Help me out. <laughs> I'm going to move my screen here so I can... Hey, I'm dealing with a new setup, so bear with me. It's hard to take your eyes off this film because the shots are so deliberate. They're purposeful. They're designed. So, we, yeah, we, we jump ahead a little bit further. We know a little bit more about the ownership situation, about Steve McQueen's situation, and the sitch with the girl. But not much. I mean, this is all stuff you would like pass along in a high school class. Um, and I say that in, in, in the sense that it's little information. You can pass it along in the note. And then this Ferrari crashes in this movie. And the crash is the template of every single 10 years later. Every single movie in the 80s is going to have our hero running away from a car at, or a house or something as an explosion erupts and a shockwave pushes our character forward towards the camera. It's done in this movie. This movie's made in 1971. And it's awesome. The accident happens. 
we cut our sound. It's almost like, again, we go completely silent. Minimum sound effects. The driver gets out of the car and slow motion run and boom. Okay, that blew me away. Pun intended. So, this movie's one race. It's not a season. It's not like Grand Prix. This movie is about the men who compete. Not just in this race, but the men in general. And I say men because, you know, it's a movie about guys. It's also a sport dominated by men. But it is about what drives them. What gets them to that point of risking their lives all the time. And... If you look at this, like it's hard to put that down on film. It's hard to even write that. But this film just wants to show you. It wants to show you what it feels like. It wants to show you what it's like. It wants to you know bring you as a spectator inside a little bit. And I often fault a lot of movies, like you know, like and this kind of falls in. It's a comedy little problem. You know, uh, where the movie doesn't stick to the bit the entire time. Meaning, like, Days of Thunder has a huge middle. That's a very awkward love story. You can kind of make the same argument with Grand Prix. A lot of these sport movies and a lot of comedies, like Wedding Crashers, Breaks. You know, awesome first act, and then we're not crashing weddings anymore. We're doing something else. This movie is what it is all the way through. And the only movie that I think somewhat committed to the bit as much as their sports-wise is, I will say, it's a Kevin Costner movie. That's right. <laughs> Love of the Game, directed by St. Remy. Uh, I just got like a very similar feeling because that movie, too, is about a, uh, a man's journey is about his life. It's about one moment. This is very similar. So, see, you know, like we get, we get into the end. Uh, we know Steve McQueen's not going to win the race. Okay. But we get this moment at the end that two vets, no dialogue, acknowledge that Steve McQueen was the better racer. Steve McQueen should have won that day. Um, and bang, we're done. Like, no words. Steve McQueen kind of, like, walks off with the girl. Uh, someone vindicated. You know? Steve McQueen, too, has his own little, like, accident sequence in this. But they get him in, in another car. Because, you know, Le Mans is a 24-hour race. Uh, it's one of the most grueling things a human can do. Or a team of humans can do. Uh, designed by humans. <laughs> I mean, you can walk across the desert. That's grinding, but it's it's we're not talking about exactly that. So yeah, I mean, everyone, this movie really got me. It just got me because of the intent. The intent of this movie is to bring you closer to what it might be like, and that's it. Just a little bit closer, even if it's a step. Okay, uh, would this movie be different? With more like surround sound, bigger screen, I would I would argue. I think any car racing movie, any movie 
excuse me, any movie of this nature, yes. But that's not <laughs> that's not, not the world we live in. Those are not the options we have. This movie is very important. So our next movie, episode 293. Uh, the Wikipedia says uh, Quentin Tarantino likes this movie. Uh, <laughs> I was between two movies, Thunder Alley and Thunder in Carolina. Thunder in Carolina uh, is it's legit. Um, it's I wouldn't say it fits because I kind of I watched these two movies back to back. I wouldn't say it exactly fits with what I was trying to build towards with these ten movies. But um, I will also say Ford versus Ferrari does not, nor does Speed Racer. Speed, you know, we're, we're, Speed Racer is all about one moment for me, but it's big. So yeah. Um, but that's also a reason why Talladega Knights is not in this and Stoker Ace is in this because I'm using a, a this as like a pretty sizable opportunity to introduce myself to new movies. And there's there's this, there's Stoker Ace, The Lace American Hero, that's our next and next one. <laughs> that's 294. Um, yeah, you know, like I haven't seen these movies. Uh, are, uh, this block here, I haven't seen. Like the first five movies going to the Road to Three Hundred, I haven't seen. This is why I do this podcast. This is why your boy over here is the pop culture king because my goal is to watch every single movie and record it. But look, everyone, I love you. Thanks for joining me. Subscribe, support, sign up for uh, the Indiegogo Trial by Fire. Hit me up on Twitter, aka Pad, aka Pad Six Nine on instagram and just just search aka pad on on the youtube thing because i do videos and i'm probably gonna shoot the video when i'm done this uh and hopefully it goes up soon i've been getting so much better quicker with my videos but everyone i love you rock and roll and thanks for joining me